coach Roy Red has helped several pro athletes, companies, organizations, and sports teams overcome their mental blocks, reach their peak potential, increase their performance, produce more results, and just have more fun in their life and business. Bring me the energy, all right? Determine what you Comedians are some of the smartest, best storytelling geniuses on earth. You ever notice how you love to go to a comedy show with your friends or you really connect with a comedian that you love from the Kevin Hart's of the world to the Andrew Schultz of the world to the Steve Harvey's of the world? We love comedy because laughter allows us to see into our our subconscious mind. And today, we have professional stand-up comedian, Freddie Amati. But after, we bring the show in in just one second. Welcome to The Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking The Success Code. Success Code. code. Stand-up comedy is a grind. One of the hardest professions to get into not only is it just hard it takes so much artistic expression to be funny it takes courage and you got to be smart because you can't just make people laugh you have to actually you have to actually teach people so today i'm excited to have a friend on a bro on someone who's mad hilarious you can't be around them unless without laughing super hard one of the top three funniest dudes i know uh, a friend and uh, professional stand-up comedian, Freddie Amadi. What's up, brother? What's going on, bro? That was a nice intro, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, we're going professional here. We got the videos. You can't see my end, but um, we got your, your yeah. IG underneath it. We got everything going for you. And so, uh, how you doing, oh, man? How you, li- how you living in this quarantine? I'm doing Man, I'm doing good, man. I'm just trying to stay productive, man. Just writing and, yeah. you know, just waiting for things to open up, open back up so I can get back on this grind. Uh, yo, I got a question I got to ask because I get this What's a lot. Up? Like being the motivational dude, it's funny. People call me a motivational speaker. They don't understand business. Yeah. Uh, speaking is just uh, my tool to get traffic and leads for my business. But do people ever come up to you and they, sometimes people come to be like, Roy, give me a motivational quote right now. So do people come to you and be like, oh, professional comedian, give me a joke. Make me laugh right now. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it does happen, but I mean, I look at it as like as any other job. The the stage is just for the office. Yeah. So I figure like oh, okay. that's like for me personally, I think it's like me seeing my dentist, and I'm like. Hey doctor, I know you're not at work right now, but can you just, you know, give me a can you just fill my root canal right now? That's that's why I but you know, everybody's different. Everybody's different. So I mean I'm just speaking for myself. Yo, I'm about to start telling people that. Like, yo, when you see your dentist outside, do you be like, yo, let me get a filling real quick? <laughs> I mean, people come at it a different way, man. So, you know, there's comedians right now, you know, they're 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 doing what they can to get gigs. So Yeah. I mean, if you can tell jokes on demand like a vending machine, then that's the route that you can take. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious, man. Um, so real quick, just tell the people uh, your story, um, kind of your story of when you decided you want to do comedy and how you got into it, and um, and um, and just your quick story. Well, the reason why I got into it was because. The main thing was I didn't want a boss. That was my uh, my main priority. The second thing was the schedule. Uh, you really work at most one to two hours a day, depending on when you become a headliner or if you're just popping in at a club somewhere. At most, it's like 15 minutes a set. So that was another big factor. And then, you know, I'm just, I'm always coming up with things and I figured, you know, uh, I'm a naturally funny guy, so I figured, like, that would be the best uh, career for me to pursue where I can write, I can perform it, and, you know, just get get my thoughts out to strangers night by night. So, lifestyle. So, I always tell clients and people when I go speak, I say there's only three goals in life, and those goals are income goals impact goals or lifestyle goals so it seems like you are really motivated by the lifestyle that's one of the reasons why i love being a advisor and a consultant for businesses and athletes because you ain't got to work that long and you can get a real nice check because i want to have my exactly. i want to have my day so at the end of the day you're getting paid for for who you are and what you know uh -huh. instead of what you do exactly yeah so yeah i definitely yeah. I definitely agree with that. You said it. You said it best. <laughs> you want to be able to. You want to be able to move on your own schedule. You want to be flexible. Yeah. You want to be able to. You know, when I get on the stage, I feel like it, it's like a rush. Yeah. It, it's a rush every time I get up, and and I, and I just like that feeling. So I wanted to, you know, expand on that. That that's that's another big motivation. I just like the feeling of being able to write a joke, and hopefully it connects with the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. So we just had a bunch of people hop on the live right now. We're talking success with stand-up comedian Freddie Amadi. Make sure you guys hop in the chat, ask him some questions. If you see his Instagram underneath his uh, his uh, video there, uh, make sure you follow him. Reach out. Dude is mad hilarious um, and just a dope dude and mad smart. So, Freddie, um, let's talk about real quick about the time that maybe you didn't kill it on stage. Um, Cause that's the reason why I speak too. Like you said, you like yeah. the rush. Yo, I love the rush of being on stage too. Cause one of the things it forces you to do is one, you have to be courageous. And two, you can't fake it. That like, that's one of the real reasons why people hate to speak in front of a lot of people because 
it's the ultimate vulnerable place where you have to be authentic and you can't fake nothing. Right. You can't tell fake stories because they can see it and you can feel it. And in order to have the courage to look out and see those people, you have to be present and authentic. So tell me a time when maybe you felt like you bombed or you didn't do well or you just felt like, damn, like after you were done. Well, here's the thing. Uh, to get an act together, the jokes that you write, it's a gamble. So some jokes aren't going to go over. So the reason why uh, a certain joke might not work is because you haven't really, you know, tested it out. You haven't really put the kinks in it. So, you know, there's certain nights where I'll sprinkle in a new joke and it might not go over. But then I know I can go back to the lab and try to make it work and put it in another act. So there's times where I feel like I killed. And then there's times where the audience will feel like you killed. But you personally, you think, man, I could have went harder with it. So I think it just depends on the type of night. I think it depends on the audience. But all in all, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, every joke is a gamble. Yeah. So it's it's really just based on the night. Yeah. But I, I you just have to get to the point where you just keep going back and you craft that act over the years, which is where I'm at right now, you know, trying to get that act together, trying to get that hour together yeah. so that, you know, you know, when you when you get that hour, you feel confident about it and then you could start, you know, bouncing around with it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And you you are what I call you're on the back of the mountain preparing and preparing for Goliath. You know what I mean? Uh, that's my favorite yep. way of explaining waiting on your your that time where you blow is David. For those of you who didn't don't read the Bible, King David uh, was on uh. the back of a mountain practicing the story says he was fighting lions and tigers and bears on the back of the mountain and so at the same time he was fighting and practicing on the uh because he was a shepherd there was also this enemy being created on the other side called goliath and one day samuel came to david came to david's dad and told david yo one of your sons is going to be king because samuel samuel was the prophet and the dad brought all of his sons except David. And he was like, yo, none of these are the king. Are you sure these are your only kids? And he said, well, David, but David ain't, David ain't nobody. He's a shepherd. He on the back of the mountain. And, and the, the right. says he had feces. He had shit on his shoes. And so uh, he, said, <laughs> he said, David, come here. And David came here and he said, yes, this is going to be king. He said, you're going to be king. And the story doesn't talk about this, but this is a major point that I like to teach people is okay he didn't become king right away when he found out he was gonna be king he had to go back to the mountain with shit on his shoes knowing he was gonna be king and what we call that is being anointed not yet being appointed but really that's just the place where you're practicing you're getting ready you're putting in that those reps so when goliath come you're gonna slay slam with the ease when Netflix call up and say, yo, it's time for that. We need that one hour special for a million. Right. It's not a, cause I've been practicing these jokes for years. Years, bro. <laughs> years. People that they, they don't, it's crazy how they see the end goal. Like if they watch you do your, your stuff, they like, yo, dude is mad. Hilarious. He's amazing. But how long have you been, been, uh, been doing comedy? 
Bro, this, I would say, fourth <laughs> year. I mean, obviously, the COVID thing has slowed things down, but that doesn't stop the writing process. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully this is over by January or February, and I can get back in with the new jokes and get back into my act and get back into the flow of things. So it's, I would say it's been four years, bro, of just getting in where I can and making relationship with bookers, other comedians who, yeah. you know, have produce shows uh -huh. so it, it's a it takes a while for you yeah. to get where you want to go but also like the route that i have been taking is mm -hmm. you know i i do like it there there's we're in the age of social media and social media can definitely help you right now yeah. like if you want to build your following to a million you take it like that and then bookers will hit you because they know you can sell out clubs so that's another great way to do it yeah. like social media is very big so yeah. I mean, that's something that I, I need to work on, too, because, <laughs> I mean, that's where the attention is at right, right, right now. So, yeah. yeah, man. Well, yeah. well you know, that, that ain't nothing. We got that on deck. Um, I just yeah. talked to my guy, my one of these little young cats. He's like 22. They, Him and his okay. group of friends, they run the Internet. And so they, you know, they offer, they, we'll talk about attention. some business yeah. stuff. But it's, it's time to take it to another level. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, man. So the rush of being on stage. Tell me about that. Is it? Yeah. Is the rush uh, nervousness? Is it? Because I can never put my finger on being on stage, like exactly how I feel. Yeah. For me, I just feel alert. You cannot have no missteps. But at the same time, you got to. It's like being in a fight. Like, you know, any time you can be ended, but you can't make no mistakes. <laughs> No mistakes, bro. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, it's 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 a live art form. You cannot edit on stage. You you gotta come with it. Yeah. You you and, the, and you have to think about it. Like, people spend their hard earned cash on a night out of comedy. Also, they're paying two drink minimums. They're paying for parking, so they expect the comedian to come with it. Now, that's not to say that the comedian. <laughs> <laughs> he might or he may not but you you have to go at it as a approach like you know they're here to see you they're here to laugh so for me the rush is just it's it's a feeling where it just makes you feel good yeah like it just makes you feel good like there's just certain jobs like say uh let's just use steph curry for an example if steph curry hits a game-winning shot yeah he might not sleep that night it's the same thing with if a joke goes over, like it just feels really good for you. It, it just makes you want to get back in the lab yeah. and write more creative things. So I honestly, I just feel I feel really good on stage and I, I just enjoy, you know, connecting with people on a level where, you know, it's just you, you, you think of something that you think people will like. And when it connects, that's where you feel like you won the night. Yeah. So I think it's just. It just makes me feel good, man. Like they, there's certain jobs where people do and they, they don't feel alive. Yeah. So, you know, finding something that makes you feel that you want to get out there and wake up and do it every single day. Yes. That's the feeling that I want to keep going with. Yes. Yes. Yo, so we had a bunch of people just join uh, Instagram. We are going live on Instagram, Periscope, LinkedIn. Where else we at? Facebook. YouTube. Uh, right now, we're talking to the great Freddie Amati. We're talking about how to be successful in stand-up uh, comedian. 
I'm talking success with the stand-up comedian. We're going to get more into the business and the success side right now. Um, uh, make sure you guys subscribe. Make sure you guys comment and like. We are live right here on whatever platform you're watching us on every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, you got to figure out your time if you live uh, in those alien planets in the middle of the country. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, Fred, let's talk about let's talk about the grind, bro. Um, oh, actually, okay. personally, I want to ask you about writing really quick. Do you have a formula? Uh, Do you just sit down and write? Um, my last interview on Tuesday, I was talking about how people struggle yeah. to write their books because I'm launching a business September, September where I help people write and publish and turn their books into bestseller and use their books to build their business, but People have a hard time just sitting their ass down to write. How do you, yeah. what's the writing process and how do you stay disciplined to, to just write? I write every single day. Uh, I read a lot. I watch a lot of interviews. And within that reading and those interviews, that's where I get concepts. Also, uh, anything that happens in my life, whether it be good or bad, uh, the bad stuff, really works out because I could just try to make it funny. And you know, when people go to, you know, when they go out to see comedy, you know, they don't want, they don't want you to they want to hear about your flaws. Yeah. They don't really want to hear, Oh, I was the star basketball player. Nah, they want to hear like stuff like, Oh man, like I got cut from the team. You know, I didn't have a left hand. So I try to think of the stuff that didn't really work out in my life and then try to make it funny mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, you know, it's it's really not about boosting your ego. It's more of about, yeah. I wouldn't say necessarily tearing it down, but just connecting with the audience yeah. on a level where, where you know, everybody can relate to. Life every day is not, it doesn't always go how you want it to be planned. So, yeah. And then also for my writing, uh, in regards of punchlines, uh, I just, I'm just, I, 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 I pick a word first and I try to, you know, see what I can get out of that word. Like, say if it's about uh, the police, then I'll try to write jokes off that. Yeah. If it's about uh, being a homebody, I'll just base jokes off that. So word, I'm really big on words. It doesn't matter what the word is. Uh, I'll use that word and then just beat up that word to the ground until I can squeeze it out like a lemon and get every joke out of that particular word. Yeah. So that's really my routine. And then on stage... Uh, you could write more because, you know, you, you say a certain punchline and then you're like, oh, this might work too. So that's just like another tagline. Or somebody might scream out something from the audience and then you could, you could you know, bounce off that. So it's just about, for me, my main thing is words. Yeah. Yo, so have you ever had to roast someone in the audience? Why, why do people love watching comedians go up there and roast other people in the audience? As long as it ain't well, them. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, like, here's the thing, like, the times that people have like, screamed out during my set, it's more of them agreeing with me. Okay. I think some people get really drunk and they don't know how to hold their liquor, so they're like, oh, yeah. you know, let me try to, let me try to, you know, let me try to get some attention too. Yeah. The alcohol, when the alcohol gets, because, you know, you drink at comedy clubs, so let's say the alcohol gets in your system and you're with your girl, 
And then, you know, some dude just screams out something like, hey, man, you know, this is the time for me to say something. But then, you know, there's some comedians <laughs> that drive, they drive off heckling. Yeah. That's the, it's it's a form of control. Like, no, this is my 15 minutes. This is my hour. Yeah. You know, if you heckle me, I have the microphone. I'm going to be louder. Yes. <laughs> At the end of the day, if you're too much, if you're making too much noise, they can escort you out. So yeah. I don't, I don't really get it either. I don't understand it, but. Yeah, you know, people are different, man. Some people go to comedy clubs for different goals. Some yeah. don't go to laugh. Some just try to, you know, get some shine. So I think, you know, that that might be the case for them. Yeah, it was funny. Um, I was at my boy uh, Giovanni uh, Watson used to yeah uh, a show. Um, I think it was like called like some I forget I forget what it was called, but it was like every Monday and like heavy hitters are coming there from comedians to artists. Yeah. And he would host it. And one day, he's just kind of hosting. And you know, when your friends are in there, sometimes you'd be like, "Yo, what up, Roy? I see you." So he was like, he was like, "What yeah. up?" He was like, "Yo, what up, Roy? I see you." And then he's just like, "Yeah, my boy Chompers." Like real quick, like did a little sly, like. And then I said a joke like out loud, and like the the couple people around me started laughing, and he heard, and he just looked at me and was, yeah. "Bro, I got the mic." Like I got, <laughs> and I was like, I was just playing, bro. You know, I was, <laughs> I was, I was just playing, yo. We just playing out here, but it's like, yo, they got the microphone, they have the advantage, and they have control. Yo, just shut up, take these jokes, bro. Just, just control, chill, man. That's, that's it, man. Yeah. So, you know, every night could be different, you yeah. know. So, I think it just depends on the comedian. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I like to watch Schultz uh, flame people up in the crowd. That must have me wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he be lighting up, bro. He be like, but he's he got it so much. So he's a he's he's a professional. Bro, <laughs> so he pro. knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we all had that friend growing up. And you were that dude where it's like, don't get him started. Because when he starts roasting you. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna get these flames until you're angry. Like <laughs> I remember we were like sit that's down. Why, but it's funny that you say that, like it's that's why I keep funny people around me because yeah. you know they keep me on my toes. <laughs> like at the end of the day, man, you know, I'm always gonna be me. Yeah. I'm just trying to make this a craft and you know, make a living with it. So, you know, when <laughs> growing up if 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 somebody's roasting me, then I gotta have my chops up too. Like I gotta roast back. It's kind of just you know protecting yourself. So you know, right now it's just you know focusing on the crap. But that roasting, <laughs> you grew up on that. Everybody grows up. Yeah, on we that. grew up on that. I remember you used to like we'd be like in Larry's room, like chilling, and so on. Oh, yeah, and bro. you and you would never really start it. It was always like writer or something started, started, but you would just be like, like. Are you sure? Like, <laughs> are you sure you want to take it here right now? Because if I go in, I'm not stopping. <laughs> That's the thing, bro. I just be chilling, bro. But if, I mean, if we want to get into roasted session, <laughs> I will have something too. <laughs> but I'll be chilling, bro. I just like to chill. Oh, like to chill with the homies. Yo, that's hilarious. Yo, so everybody who just jumped on, we're talking to professional comedian Freddie Amati. We're talking success with this professional comedian and we were just talking about comedy the stand-up comedy game now we're going to touch on the business side so fred how, how do you grind how's the business side how do you reach out for leads and traffic um what's the because yeah. i know 
um, one thing my mentor tells me is you got to grind until you get to the point where you can hire pros to do all that, all that crap that you shouldn't be doing. And one thing he says is yeah. Mozart never had to lift and move a piano. And so, but at the end of the day, right. we got to be our own whole business when we start out. So uh, kind of how, what is your grind on that business side? Or do you have a manager? Like, how does that work? So, I mean, for people that get into comedy, you, I would say you have to start with open mic. Yeah. You start with open mic, you go sign up. There's going to be hella comedians there. Yeah. You 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 put your best work out there. Yeah. At some of these comedy clubs, there's producers. If you do if you do a good job, the producer will talk to you, be like, come back, you know, I really liked your set. Come back and do a five minute set. Come back and do a ten minute set. And then as you're doing that, there's other comedians that produce shows. They hold shows too, so they can give you an opportunity. Yeah. And then as that goes. I mean, down the road, you build as a headliner. You either open for a headliner or, like I said before, you build your social media and become a headliner. That's my goal. I want to be a headliner yeah. and, uh, you know, you know, just tour across the world. Yeah, that's my goal. And do Friday to Sunday shows and that and that be my my thing, my main thing. Yeah. So it's a lot of it's a lot of relationship. You got to build relationship with the bookers. You got to build relationships with comedians who are ahead of you. And then at some point, you if you want to go about it, you go on the road. This is the thing about comedy. Like, you could really perform it anywhere. Like, you could perform it at churches. You could yeah. perform it at casinos. You could perform it at, you know, a job. Some people look. You can perform at youth nights. It's it's just a, it's a big industry. You just got to figure out where you want to go. If you're a clean comedian, you don't like to cuss, then you can go do churches. If you like to travel, you go be a headliner. Yeah. If you like to stay in the city, then you'll go at the Laugh Factory, the Comedy Store, Ice House, and then you can build your way up there. So it just depends on what you want for your career. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I'm just listening in on the uh, podcast, like a lot of comedians have podcasts now. As a lot of them, they yeah. talk about like they'll do like a wedding or like a bridal shower, like a, a lot of different things. It's different ways to um to get that bread. Um, let's talk about your podcast. Um, kind of what's the concept yeah. of your podcast? Uh, when do you do it? Um, and um, kind of just talk about it and um, how people can uh follow up and be, uh listen to it. The whole point of my podcast was to interview artists from every genre about their grind. Yeah. So my podcast is called It's Real Serious. I think, you know, when somebody gets on, you don't really see what happened over those 10 years. You just see the end result. Yeah. So that was the whole point of the podcast, to bring people on that, that you know, that are, that are making moves, making waves. So I had a stylist on there. I had producers. I had an author on there, of course, yourself, speakers, yeah. uh, you know, fashion designers, and uh, I'm going to bring other comedians on there. So that's the whole point of the podcast, to talk about the grind and not necessarily get to the finished product, yeah. but tell the audience what their goal is to get to that finished product. That's why I call it this real serious, because the grind is serious. Yeah. You're not going to be born into that person you want to be. You got to work for it. Yeah. A lot of people look up to Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart worked Hard. for years <laughs> to get where he needed to like it's not you're not just oh no 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 you gotta work for it so that's the whole point of the podcast it's available on all platforms apple Podcasts, uh stitcher iHeartRadio, 
And, you know, that's just the main gist of it, man. And then, you know, I do solo episodes to just pop in jokes on current events. So that's that's the main thing about that. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, so uh, I was watching the interview and Brendan Schaub felt like he didn't earn his spot in comedy because he kind of got put yeah. his friends with Rogan and friends with uh, Brian Allen. Uh-huh. And um, yeah. So I want to ask you, is the relationships more important or is your skills more important? Because in all honesty, Brendan's, and I don't want to, I'm not a comedian, so I don't know, but I'm going to just say it how I can is he's not great at comedy, but he's great at storytelling. And he has experiences and stories from fighting and from his life. And the way he tells stories, yeah. I find him super hilarious, and I love his stories. And wow. and he's fresh, and he's like, you know, he's he's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I I think you know relationships is a big yeah. part of it because that relationship that you have with that certain person, they could put you way ahead of somebody with so many skills. So, and you know, comedy is a it's a certain taste. Every comedian, somebody's going to like, somebody's not going to like them. But that's why it just depends on who you know. The skills could be there all you want, but you kind of have to make those relationships too. <laughs> if you already know the person, great. But now at the same time, you know, it, it, it is really big on relationships. Because at the end of the day, you know, comedians, I won't speak for all, but a lot of comedians want to get into acting. A lot of comedians want to get into writing, directing, producing. So... That's that's a different field. So you got to be able to talk to people. You got to be able to you know build that rapport over them over the years. So having skills is great, but you got to be able to talk, man. You got to be able to network. Yeah. You got to be able to sell yourself. Yeah. And you know that's how you have to go about it. And when you make those relationships, you gotta you know you gotta plant them. You gotta you gotta water them as you go because you never know when that opportunity will come down the road from that person that you spoke to on a certain night. Yeah. Yeah, who's your favorite comedian? Or who's my favorite comedian? Really... Well, I'm gonna break it down. I have uh, I have a couple. Yeah, I'm gonna say Michael Blackson first because he's African. He's hilarious, and I just like his story. You know, that's that's a it's a really great story. He came out here. He's one of the top comedians right now. And uh, I also like Dave Chappelle. I like Dave Chappelle because his uh, his his level of thinking is to me. I feel like it's one of the best. I don't know what. This guy, I don't know how he got to that point, but to be able to think, to be able to think on different levels, I think that's what I want to strive for, to be able to think about something that the next comedian didn't think of. That's, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. And then, uh, I also like, uh, Chris Rock. I like Chris Rock because he's, uh, he's kind of has that preacher vibe and he teaches you like he could be talking about relationships, but he'll make it funny. He doesn't care. He doesn't really care about like he's getting his point of view out. Yeah. And then who else I like? Also like uh I like Gerard Carmichael. Uh-huh. Uh his delivery is very laid back. And uh honestly with him, I, I just think he's like one of the young guys out right now that's really, you know, making waves. Now he's producing, now he's writing. Yeah. So it, it seems like he had a strong point of view and he was able to get that out there. And then uh woman I like Yvonne Orji, uh, main reason. She's Nigerian. And I also like her story. And then I also like some more. I always, I've, always been, uh, I've always been watching some more, her specials and all of that. So those are a few that I like. 
That's lit, bro. That's tight. That's tight. So, yes, sir. what is? Uh, hold on, we got a bunch of people to just hopped on. Uh, if you just hopped on, we are talking to professional comedian Freddie Almighty. We're talking success, uh, the comedy game, uh, storytelling, business, just, just, uh, just, just talking about everything. So if you joined us, uh, make sure you follow Fred um, and uh, listen to his podcast. He's mad hilarious. Coming up in the game, um, it'll be dope just to be like you. Uh, knew about that this comedian when he's Kevin Hart when he's Kevin Hart level because he's grinding out here he's getting there grinding bro I'm trying <laughs> grinding out here and yo so let's talk success philosophy let's go a little bit deeper what yeah. what is a quote or a principle that you live by my favorite quote is big results require big ambitions and the reason why i say that is because yeah. you know there, there's just there's so much you can do in this life that's the whole point of ambition yeah and i also want the results so that's my favorite quote big results require big ambitions and then a side note of that would be uh put in the work i don't even know if that's <laughs> put in the yeah. work so that you can get what you want to get yeah and uh you know that's that's what I try to live by. You know, there's a lot of things that I want to do. It's not only comedy, but I know comedy will put me out into the world where I can, you know, get my voice out there and really start plugging in my business moves. So that's my main goal. Yeah, that's mad dope. Um, I actually have this exercise I do about once a month. Okay. I call it Big Bat Dreaming. And the thing about Big Bat Dreaming is I don't know if you ever played baseball, when you play baseball, yeah. before you go up to hit, you yeah. always use a heavier bat. They'll grab like three or four bats and swing them around. Right. They'll put like this weight on the end of the bat and swing it. Then when you go to hit, the bat feels lighter. And right. so what Big Bat Dreaming is, is I write down these dumb, massive dream goals that could never be hit. But I'm just training my subconscious mind. I'm just swinging that heavy bat so that my goal seems super duper easy and achievable. So it'll be like, make a trillion dollars, uh, right. fly to the to Mars, like crazy big dreams that I couldn't hit unless I got super lucky and just grind it. Of course, we grind it anyway. But at the same time, they start to make that $100 million goal look real light. They start to make that motivate a billion people goal real look real light. And so um, I call it heavy bad dreaming, and that just your your quote reminded reminded me of that. But uh, yeah, big big results require big ambitions. That's that's and Roy, if you think about it, like yeah, the people that let's let's just 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 say like Drake, Kevin Hart, yeah. The Rock, you know heavy hitters. You know the people that everybody like. Yeah, you you have to think to yourself. These people thought to themselves like. Oh, I could really be this person. It wasn't like a it wasn't like a, a unicorn dream. <laughs> yeah. All they did was like, okay, I have a craft. I'm going to work at it. Yeah. And I'm gonna make it pop. And when I make it pop, I'm gonna be able to do other things. That's how I look at life. Yeah. So yeah, if you think about it like that, like why can't that be you? Why can't it be another 
person that you know that you just see every day to day? Why does it have to be some you know? Why does it have to be a person that you can't know? It could be anybody. Yeah. Anything that you think and you put in the work and you have execution. Yeah. Why can't that be you? That's how I think. So. You know, the thing is, is just so I kind of I do I I does this I does this. So when yeah. when you go to have that dream or that goal, the first thing your brain does is it puts it it makes you aware of the negative obstacles. Right. So most people, when they become aware of the negative obstacles, they quit because they think negativity is bad. But negativity is not bad. Negativity is a warning from your brain that okay. it's just telling you what you have to do. So when I say I want to make a hundred million. The first things that pop into my head is right now you only making a hundred thousand or when I first made the goal right now, you're broke. You don't have no money. How are you going to do this? And then people just go, yeah, I can't get that shit done. What they don't understand is that's just the brain telling you what you have to change. Exactly. That's all it is. <laughs> like successful people and success and unsuccessful people. Uh, have one thing in common is they don't want to do the work, but successful people just do it anyway. Yeah. Like, yo, I'm going to just, and I'll have to give this credit to my dad. Okay. My dad instilled this in me, this thinking of figure it the hell out. Figure it out. Figure it out, bro. Like ever since a kid, like, like, yo, dad, I can't tie my shoe. Figure it out. <laughs> like everybody else's dad is helping them learn how to tie their shoes. My dad, figure it out. He'll show me one time, then it's figure it out. Uh, swimming. Mom's just threw me in the pool. Hey, figure it out or die. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to. You got to figure it out. Figure it out. Uh, little stuff. When I would eat at the um, when I we go to restaurants, I'll be four, bro. What do most parents do when the waiter goes to uh, order for the kid? Well, what does he want? My dad will look at me like. Speak up, <laughs> bro. I'm all of three. I can barely talk. Tell her what you want. And so, but that just instilled a confidence in me where I feel like I could figure anything out. But at the same time, it annoys me when someone acts like they can't figure something out because I know how smart people are. And at the end of the day, bro, it's like, yo, I've I've had tons and still to this day frustrate frustrated nights till three a.m. Like I, I gotta figure this out. Like, like, man, I gotta, it's, you know, you know that feeling It's like, yeah. bro, I gotta, it's frustration, but that is what will bring you through. And, um, eventually you'll get there. You just gotta, um, and not even believe it. You just gotta know in it and just work towards it. You know what I mean? That's it. You just have to know. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like it, it has to be you. It, it can't be the outside because. <laughs> and then people believe be like. People think their family has to like believe in them. Like, uh, no, bro, can't, they can't see it. They can't see it, bro. It has you, to be you. You That's secretly it. have thoughts of not of no thinking that you can't do it deep down, but you still push through. So, yeah. what do you think they gonna think? Yeah, you yeah. Know? I definitely just try to keep tunnel vision, bro. Like, I don't. I I'm just focusing on what I have in my head yeah. <laughs> because the outside world they they might try to talk you out of it. Yeah, bro. So I mean, it's. It's it's all on you. It's all in your head. Yep, yep. And then, and then, uh, then they try to act like they was with you the whole time. I, I forget. Oh man, I forget oh. what rapper said this, but I play it when I hit the gym. It's on my playlist. 
Why do you think that happens, though? <sighs> so this is what my dad says, bro. And my dad is, my I'm lucky. He's the wisest person I know. He's like my okay. wisdom advisor. And what he says is, when you start to have shit, people's yeah. uh, people's interest becomes involved because okay. they realize that you can help them achieve what they want to achieve. Okay. So his thing is, when you start to have stuff, you got to get counsel from outside of anybody you know, because everyone you know, they're, they're what they want becomes involved. Oh, okay. And that's just how it goes. So at the end of the day, if you can get on stages and you are a multi-millionaire, Kevin Hart level comedian, you can yeah. put people on, you can give people money, you can do, yeah. you can do different stuff. And that's and, when it, it gets and real. And that's when it gets real, and they want part of it. They wanna, they wanna latch onto your train. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a quote: um, uh, "A fly, a bug on the windshield to a car arrives at the same destination." Nice. You know what I mean? So they just, they just want to hop on for that ride. And at the same time, you want to help people because you understand your grind. But here's the thing: if you see someone on the side of the road. And their car's broken down and they're just standing there. You drive by like, damn, that sucks. Been there. And you keep moving. But when you drive by someone on the side of the road and their car's broken down and they're pushing their car, what do you want to do? You want to get out and help them push. Exactly. So at the end of the day, you just want to be with other people that are grinding. So if you see them grinding, you wouldn't mind helping them. We all got them friends. We could who we had a job and want to get a job for, we like, yo, they ignorant. They ain't trying hard. We ain't getting them that. They're going to make me look bad out here. Right, yeah. So you just got to be working hard so that the person that put you on will make you, won't make you look bad. So you just got to keep grinding, dog. But, um, That's it, bro. That's it, man. That, I'm just waiting for this COVID to be over, man. That's it. Yeah. Like, a lot of, a lot of comedians right now, they're doing Zoom shows and performing in the park. That's cool. Uh-huh. That's cool. But, I mean, there's nothing like the live stage, so that's what I'm waiting for. Bro, that's facts, bro. Uh, we got a couple people like, oh, they like that rent. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so what is success to you, Fred? What is success? That's like the question we ask on this podcast that seems like we always get a different answer. To you, okay. what is success, bro? First success to me is proving yourself right anything that you thought you could do if it comes about how you wanted to proving yourself right that's success to me yeah and then the second thing is success means to me moving on your own terms on your own schedule and making a living doing what you love to do at whatever moment, whatever day. That's yeah. that's what success means to me. And then in the end goal is being able to help somebody as you go. Yeah. You know, whatever field it is, providing those gems so that you know, if you believe in that person, you know, investing in them, investing in them. Yeah. I, I'm trying to speak for like somebody else. I'm like I'm sure there's there's a lot of successful people that I look up to yeah. and I'm sure like, you know, people are always on Instagram, you know, DMing them. How can I get this? Can I get on this beat? Da, 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 da. So being able to like somebody like a Diddy 
putting those gems into like an up and coming, you know, mogul. Yeah. I think that's success because it goes to show that you've done what you, you've done your purpose. You, yeah. You've done what you needed to do while you were here. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Um, yeah. That's, that's the key for me. Uh, one of the exercises I do with people is I have them write out what would their perfect day look like mm. if they had no limitations. And once you write that day out, I wake up, I do this, I do this. Then you get to see exactly what you want to do. And like, it's so motivating. Like, damn, imagine me had to wake up and literally follow your day. Like, I get to wake up, man, hit the gym, then That's work it. from this time to this time, write some jokes. Then I have a show from show. six to nine. Then after that, I might slide to dinner with my friends. And then after that, maybe hit the club. Whatever you want. Fly back, might have a might have a, my wifey who's bad, and then go to sleep, wake up, get to do it again. And, and do it again. <laughs> That's, the That's the goal, bro. That's what it is. That's what it is. Thank you for everyone who just liked this episode. Thank you for everyone who just joined. We are talking success with professional stand-up comedian Freddie Amadi. We are on our last question, so I'm going to just go ahead and ask it uh, the hardest question. Huh? Red, is there anything I should have asked you? Is there anything you should have asked me? Um, No, I think, you know, do you have any questions for me outside of stand-up? As opposed to, I know you asked about the success. (laughs) I I wanted to go there, but, yo, just for everybody who's watching, we did a... We did an in-person podcast where it was so reckless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bro, I watched it and was like, yeah, I'm not posting this. I mean, I can yeah, give it to you if you want it. <laughs> no, we couldn't do this. We couldn't do that one. I like this one. I actually like this one way better. Yeah, yeah this right. is this is the yeah. clean. This is the brand. This one's, this one's actually way better. And I just want to say, uh, Roy, man, like, I see what you're doing, bro. Right. You know, I respect your grind. Yeah. Uh I, you know, you're one of the few people that I see, you know, really going at it in a in an aggressive way, man. It's oh. it's day to day, you know. I'm trust me, bro. I I see you, and I'm sure you see your friends who are really going how they want to go about it. So it's good to see, you know, somebody going about things in the way they want to go about it, and you know, not just being idle because, yeah, you no, know, you you. <laughs> This is it, man. You have to do what you got to do, man. And you got to be happy with what you want to do. So Facts. I don't care what it is, you know, just do it. Find a way to make it work and, you know, just live on your terms. I think that's that's my main goal in life. So that's it, man. And with coronavirus, I know it's it's, <laughs> it's been tough, but it's also an opportunity because I haven't, bro, this this digital space, people ain't got nothing to do. They watching. They on here. Views is up like a thousand. They on here. So this is where you can really carve in your brand. And then when it's all over, take it, take it to that level again on the outside. You know what I mean? Right. I definitely agree, bro. Yo, so thank you. Yo, I appreciate you. I am putting you up here right now just uh pitch everything pitch the show pitch your instagram okay. uh, everything you do whatever you want to talk about and uh let them know where they can find you bro okay so i'm um, freddie amadi uh f-r-e-d-d-i-e-a-m-a-d-i 
that's on Instagram, that's on Twitter, that's on Facebook. And then uh, I also have a podcast. It's called It's Real Serious. That's also on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. If you can, go ahead and check that out. Subscribe, rate, leave me reviews. Uh, Hopefully, by the end of the year, things will go back to normal. Uh, FreddieAmati.com will be up and running. I'll put the shows on there. And, uh, you know, just any other venture that I'm going to go about. And then, you know, that's that's pretty much it for now. You know, there you go. That's it for now, bro. There you go. <laughs> oh, if you uh, need anything for the website, let me know. I can get someone to help build that. Oh, uh, oh definitely, bro. I, yeah. I'll hit you because I do need somebody for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I trying got... to get my, I'm trying to get my website cold. So, yeah, it's got it's got to be clean. That's the thing. A lot of people could throw them up, but can they throw them up clean where someone goes and goes, yo, this dude's a pro. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Yo, the so... website is very important. It's very important for me to get on, on the right hands because there's so many things that I want to put on there. Yeah. And it's it's like you're. It's like it's the online headshot. You need when people go to find your name, they're gonna be like, "Okay, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. What does he have coming?" So I will definitely talk about that off air if need be. Yeah, yeah. What I noticed is uh, when my website wasn't nice, I lost speaking gigs because they go and look at your website and go, "Ah." Right. And then when I made it nice, then I wasn't losing them. They were like, "Yo, I saw your website. I love this. I love that." And it was like it really made a different you know what i'm saying you can sag your pants or you can have some nice slacks on with a belt so oh man <laughs> takes it takes money to make money man so i'm i'm, I'm ready to <laughs> pay for that you know that 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 website to really you know show what i'm about yeah. it takes money to make money yeah. <laughs> i'm willing to invest yeah. so. we, well we we got a little hack on that we got a little hack on that you can get a professional oh. tech people from other yeah. countries to for for a better price yeah, yeah. Yo, so again, thank you, Fred. Thanks for hopping on. Oh yeah, bro. Thank everyone who uh watched the show live. Uh again, it's gonna repost here on YouTube, Stitcher, uh yeah. all of them, LinkedIn, Periscope, it's gonna repost. I hope you guys enjoyed this show as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. Till next time, always remember to be yourself. And we out. You ready? Welcome to the success code. Where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the success code. Success code.